All right, before we get started on today's show, guys, make sure to check out Solace Meds. They've got four locations in Colorado, Fort Collins, Wheat Ridge, one off Broadway. They've also got one blocks from the DNVR bar on East Colfax. Right now at Solace Meds DNVR listeners, you guys can get 20% off at checkout when you use the code DNVR20, DNVR20 for 20% off at checkout. They've also got tons of awesome deals. Uh, buy three, get one free on the entire store. Uh, 20% off all Glacier Concentrate. Tons of other deals. Uh, a store just full of deals. Uh, so use code DNVR20 to take advantage. 20% off plus whatever deals they have. Uh, DNVR20 for 20% off at Solace Meds. You can also order online at solacemeds.com. What is up, everybody, and welcome into the DNVR Nuggets podcast. Let's go! Woo-hoo. Yeah, we gotta bring Adam's uh, vibes up. Right? He's on a Monday, dude. Adam's having a Monday. Adam's uh, vibes are Monday, immaculate, immaculate. We'll work on it. We're presented as always by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. Download it now. Use promo code DNVR. I've got the. What do we got? A true shit show. A true shit show already. Over here, newly engaged Harrison Wynn. Thanks, guys. Thanks. Uh, my vibes are immaculate. <laughs> you do I got to bring up the whole group now. Can't so. burst that bubble. I <laughs> yeah. uh, got D-Line Co. over here. What's up, guys? Uh, I'm excited the season's over. I'm also melancholy that the season's over. I'm a very, I'm a bag of mixed emotions. Mm. Whenever this, even if the Nuggets go all the way to the finals and win it in seven games, the offseason will still be so long compared to what we're used to. We've had basketball for two years straight. I, I, you say that, but I'm pretty, they'll, they'll, something weird will happen. Okay. <laughs> That's right. just what I know. Good or I just, bad? I just, is that good or bad? I don't know. I just, I just know from my time doing the show that something weird will happen and we won't ever have any time off. And the Olympics. That will be covering the Olympics. That sounds weird. Let's go. That sounds like a DNVR <laughs> yeah. venture. That's yeah. no, probably true. I got Brendan vote over here. Feeling good, guys. Feeling good. I'm... I'm almost like now kind of bummed there's this week off because I'm ready to go. I'm ready to get into Whoa. the season. I've been waiting. Well, that's good to hear. You're like... Uh, Boogie, uh, what's his name? Uh, the Boogie Nights. God damn it, Mark! I can't believe I interrupted you and didn't remember the name. All right, yeah. Well, well I let's let him. Let's make him. <laughs> I know the answer, but let's make him get there. Uh, Boogie Nights. See. Okay, what else? They have the burger place. So okay, yeah, they do. They, so you have to build. There, there's take something. The burger, there's subtract, burger in it. You subtract yeah. burger. It's just not wall, my territory at all. Wall. There's a wall. Mark Wahlberg. There it is. Was in Boogie Nights. Yes, he was. And he had a uh, phrase about wanting to go because it was his big. Uh, whatever. Let's go. And what a long short. reference. Yeah. We're both short. <laughs> well, you made me. You made. Reference. You made me. Uh, you found me smoking a cigarette. You made me smoke the whole pack. <laughs> <That is true. laughs> what if you're still with us, <laughs> <laughs> guys? As we promised all week, we're gonna have shows one o'clock uh, tomorrow. George Carl live showing of the Keeping It One Thousand podcast. Wednesday, the Queen herself. Oh, Live in studio, Miss oh Katie Wingy. What a dub for the brand. Do we, do we have time to get this place de before she shows up? We can't her show up to this place. We, we got to clean up. We do. We do. Yeah. yeah. Welcome yeah. to our squalor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, uh, a friend over to the apartment. We're like, oh, God, we should look probably at get pizza some boxes or something <laughs> yeah, up in here. Uh, Maybe for Greece. Be respectable. But it's gonna be a great week. And then Thursday, Friday, still working on some some pools. So we'll see what happens. No matter what, we're gonna have some great guests because. I love that we get a full week to prepare Me for too. these playoffs. I feel like I don't know if we've ever gotten this, and it's been 
where like you don't know who the Nuggets going to play this or that. And then like two days later they play. It's like I didn't even get my article out. We didn't even do predictions this week. We will thoroughly analyze. We will so thoroughly. We will analyze probably overanalyze. Yeah, got so much time to my analyze money's on that one. Actually, yeah. <laughs> I know I'm going to be so wound up in like these next couple of days when the games actually happen. I'll just be like. Uh, whatever. <laughs> uh, to, later in the show, you guys, are, if you have any questions, we're going to do mailbag every day. Every day this week, we want to do a mailbag portion of the show. So if you have questions, go ahead and send them in. Super producer Kale will be deciding whether or not your question's worthy of making it onto the show. So direct all come your correct accordingly. Yeah, come correct. Um, we are also <laughs> going to play a little online with D line a little Ooh. bit later. I can't wait for that. I mean, we're not really playing. It's not a game. It's this is my life. It certainly doesn't <laughs> feel like a game to me. <laughs> it feels like a game to me. Um, uh, but first, the 10 storylines, the meat of this show today. Oh, boy. The 10 storylines going into this one. I tell you what, we did not have a hard time coming up with 10 storylines for this one. Sometimes you're racking your brain and you're making stuff up. I feel like every one that we chose for the top 10 storylines are legitimately interesting. Yeah, and I bet if we had to, we probably could have found two or three more. Easily. Portland and Denver, it's just um, someone sent this uh, this screenshot to us, but like the Joker uh, in the Dark Knight when he's hanging upside down, and he's talking to Batman. He's like, I think we're just destined to do this forever. That's I get real Portland Denver vibes from that, you know. Yeah. These guys are just intertwined. It's just perfect, man. It's it's perfect. Like, would I have rather Dallas? Maybe, maybe a little bit, but there's no shortage of stuff to talk about with Portland going back to 2019. There's still a lot of players on both rosters from then, and that's rare. Like in today's I, yeah. NBA, I feel like I feel like the stakes are high for this one, even though they're actually low in like basketball terms. You know, like whoever wins the series is not going to be favored to win the West, let alone the finals. Right. right. Um, but I do feel like there's high stakes in that. Kind of enjoy. I I don't like hate Portland as in like I feel anything. I just I enjoy having a rivalry with them. Yeah, man. That's what sports are. I hate them. Yeah, I sports hate them. Right. Yeah. And if hate, Portland yeah. wins this series, they're going to be two. Oh, over Denver. That's a lot. They got to hold and that like, over. That's a lot. Over Denver's head. Yeah. They got to hold it over. All right. Number one story. Actually, these are not in order. They're actually deliberately not in order. We put <laughs> yes. some very fun ones early, some very not or, or fun, fun ones at the end. But number one, we're going to go with what will we get from Michael Porter Jr.? Oh, boy. This is the big. This to me is maybe the second biggest question, I would say, if I were to rank these, because he has had a fantastic historic season. Mm hmm. But what are we going to get now that they're going to game plan? I think my personal opinion is how do you beat the Nuggets? Take away Michael Porter. You can't take away Jokic. He's untakeawayable. Untakeawayable. Yeah. Michael Porter, we don't know that yet. So if I were, you don't cut the head off the snake, you cut the tail off the snake. Does that make sense? I, I think so. I mean, yeah, the, I the, think so. I'd probably get made, bit by a snake I if I like, had that strategy. Do <laughs> snakes regrow their tails? This is, that, <laughs> that, that was Harrison's plan to take on a cobra. That is true. To That's lunge it and cut off its tail. That is true. <laughs> Slowly <laughs> take more pieces off Why until I it was nothing. <laughs> uh, Harrison, what do, what do you expect from, you know, what is the bar for Michael Porter? So, I mean, I think back to last year's playoffs, and he was so green back then. Mm -hmm. Like, he was so new. His rookie year, he was kind of in and out of the rotation a little bit throughout that regular season, had that big couple game stretch in the seeding round. And then he kind of got, like – um he got a hard reality check in the playoffs, it felt like. And uh, he was up and down a little bit. But from where he was then to now is not even comparable. He, he's such a different player now. He's so much more confident. And I also think back to that Lakers game a couple weeks ago where they really game plan for him hard. And I feel like that's what we're going to see in the playoffs from defenses going against Denver. I agree with you. The key to beating the Nuggets is slowing down MPJ. And the Trailblazers, not the defense that the Lakers are. 
But you've got to think they're going to key in on him as much as they can with like Robert Covington and just throwing guys at him. So he's got a lot of pressure on him. I'm very excited to see how he embraces it and whatnot. But I do think for Denver to win this series, he's got to have a huge series. He's got to. Is it realistic to expect him to up his game? I mean, it's been at such a high level, but it, going into the playoffs, you can almost feel like, hey, it's going to get harder. It, does he need more points, more shots, more threes? I think he does need that. Um, is that realistic to expect? Probably not yet. You know, um, I don't. Everything he did this year wasn't realistic to expect. So we'll we'll see. Um, but for him to just take it up to another level, at that point, I'd be. It'd be like take the ceiling off this kid altogether, yeah. right? Yeah. At that point, he's he's one of the jumping the, the Wonka Vader. Yeah, did he uh, just doing what? He, um, God damn, you guys are... Willy Wonka? Was that a Willy Wonka? Yeah, the Wonka Vader goes up, down, left, right. Like, it it, it knows no bounds. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> it's a great reference. Man, I'm really off today, aren't I? <laughs> anyway, uh, MPJ just doing what he's done in the regular season, in the playoffs, is ramping up a level. Like, just performing in a way uh, that is reliable in the playoffs is ascending a level. That's Everybody goes through this, like, can they do this in the playoffs? Are they are they playoff battle tested? Um, you know, so he does. It's not like he, we need to see him start to score forty points a game or something. We just need to see him look like he has during the regular season when the lights are bright. And I, you know, he's showtime, baby. <laughs> Let's turn these lights on. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm a little nervous. I would say for him. Here's one thing, though. If he, you mentioned last year's playoffs, the thing about last year's playoffs was. They went at him defensively because he was such a liability. He didn't know what he was supposed to be doing. He blows coverage. He would get split when he was supposed to head. All those different things. This year, I don't think that's there as much. But we didn't think that in the bubble. Remember, he had 37 points. He had 30. Teams weren't attacking him. Then you get to the playoffs, and it's like, can he do this? Can he do that? And he couldn't. Do you feel like, Harrison, that you're confident now that that is not a viable game plan against the Nuggets? Go at Michael Porter and exploit any aspect of his defense or defensive awareness. No, I think teams are still going to go at him. I, okay. I, re I really do. And I, I think like in a he's in a much better headspace just with his game now than he was last year. Like if when teams went at him a little last year, he was fouling, he was getting beat. You could kind of see his body language drop yes. off a bit. I think now he's in a much better place where if that happens, hey, he's a much better defender now. He's much more capable there. I don't think they're as exploitable as they were, but even if that does happen and he does get beat and he does get exposed a little bit, I think it will affect him less like on the other end of the floor than it did last year. But that is why I would do it if I was the opposing defense, yeah. not just because he might be susceptible to some of those attacks, but also just that. Can we get Porter in his head a little bit? Maybe out of that, just let it fly mode. Yeah, I, I do think it's going to be a definite game plan that that teams deploy, though. Go ahead, go ahead. If we talk about some of the weaknesses supporter over the last couple weeks, there's not many, but one of them has been starts hot, kind of disappears a yep. little bit. Yeah. And do, is there any reason we should feel confident that that won't be the case in the playoffs? I don't think so. I mean, I kind of think that um, I just envision a world where Porter just comes in to games and just starts it off, you mm. know, like sort of the when the nuggets are put together and are fully formed, like you can imagine Michael Porter jr. Comes in, he sets the table and then Jamal and Nicola are the ones that like shut the door. And you know, you, you come out hot, like you come out and you, you come out early and, and, and put pressure on teams. Like you can cause them to change their approach, throw them into a weird place. So I, I don't know that we can expect him to suddenly magically be clutch, 
like I, I, I don't even know if it's clutch though. Like it's the fact that I don't know if defense is key in on him. Like I don't feel like he wasn't clutch. Like he's missing shots. No, I just he's not like taking. He hasn't. That's taken what I mean. Like I don't. I don't expect his personality to change. Like, but, and I don't know. Like Malone doesn't seem to do this much. But you also have to wonder: Has Denver sort of back pocketed what they've sort of worked on to get him more involved? Yeah. I don't think they're that kind of team. I don't think we're gonna see some like aces up their sleeves or anything, but it's do, also galaxy brain to do that. And a guy that you're still trying to work in. Exactly. But is there at least maybe a more concerted effort? So not necessarily yeah. tricks up our sleeves, but we're going to keep you involved. I would think there's got to be more concerted effort because what do we know about the playoffs? Like your stars rise and sometimes your role players don't make as big right. of an impact in the regular season. He's in the star category for, for this Nuggets right. team. It's him and Nikola Jokic. So I've got to think, like you said, though, there, there would be more of an effort. What are the chances he has a Jamal Murray bubble-like rise? I mean, Murray was good last year. He's very good, but he was great in the bubble. Michael Porter's kind of been great <laughs> over the last couple of weeks, but what is there? What are the chances that it's like, we actually haven't seen the best of Michael Porter this season? I mean, it's on the table, like if I'm being totally honest, because he's going to have the opportunity. He, he really is. He's but what's gonna... your level of confidence that it will happen? Um, I, I mean, like if I was to put a percentage on it, like... 15, 20%. Um, like, it's it's totally on the table. He's going to have the opportunity. He's yeah. going to have the shots. He's going to have the role in the offense. Um, and like I said, he's got to have a great, a great series, I think, if the Nuggets are going to win. He doesn't have to go Jamal Murray, but he's got to have a great series. Yeah. What do you think, Eric? <sighs> I mean, a Jamal Murray-like run for him would be probably a 50 point. I mean, he's the same type of caliber. Yeah, yeah I mean, I just, I don't, I, I can't imagine that we will need him to go old Jamal Murray I, I don't know like I can imagine that if things get tough like it'll we'll start to see Nicola go off like it'll the ball will be in his hands a lot more often like I mean Jamal Murray went off because he's the primary ball handler yeah like, at that's a, certain a big point, part like, of it he just like yep. decides like I'm gonna shoot this and they have to feed the ball to Michael Porter Jr. in order for him to get off so he, he's not gonna yeah. get that many shots as many shots off as as Jamal Murray was they're also not gonna have that two-man game that he and Nicola perfected in the playoffs. So it's, it's, I just can't imagine it being just the full MPJ show unless he's just blistering hot and they keep feeding him, which is entirely on the table. Like I just, I, I don't think that that's the likeliest path to, um, the vic to victory or, or just the, the strategy they'll take. I, I just imagine we're going to play, be playing through Nikola Jokic like we were at the beginning of the season, like we were anytime that we really needed something out of him. It's just going to be a steady dose of yoke and then just like, and then MPJ hits you from the corner. MPJ hit you from the quarter, but like you got to deal with the yoke. Yeah, All I right. think that's a great point. Um, he's scoring twenty four points a game and eight assists per or eight rebounds per game since March first. That's about half the season. That's the thirty eight games. Mm. So almost exactly half. Twenty four and eight. That's pretty good. I mean, those are better Jamal, than Jamal Murray numbers at the same time last season. And then of course the efficiency is ridiculous. You look at his efficiency for the year. It's like. 55 44 or whatever can, can bring that tweet up i actually have that if you have it for what the just his it illustrates this efficiency that you're talking about for the season the stat yeah the yeah. effective field goal percentage one yeah this is since wilt chamberlain <laughs> is it is a it is a ridiculous one and it, it is what is the i can't read the tiny print there is it 60 yeah uh 64.6 highest uh east FG, whatever effective field goal percentage field goal percentage uh, minimum 19.6 yeah it, it's wild because there's 64 we're going back 60 years it's <laughs> not like it's not like this was like the last 10 and I know the dude. three pointers new or and whatever, will like. chamberlain was getting all his offense from within three feet 
No yeah. doubt. He's just dunking, <laughs> on, kind of dunking as, on plumbers, as they say. It kind of presents as one of those fake loaded stats, you know, with all the overqualifications. But that actually tells you something. That's, yeah, it's that's volume a pretty scoring. telling stat. Yeah. yeah. And it's not even that high volume, like 19 points per game. It's not like it was only 27 points sure. per game. Like 19 point per game score, there's 15 of those a year, 20 of those a year, if not more. So the fact that nobody's matched that efficiency tells you How something. How many threes do you want Porter taking? Well, oh, man. Per Take, game. A lot. I mean, they've got to find him. Yeah, I mean, they've got to find him. What, what are you looking for? Are we Are we down, Kill? Are we down, uh, Kill? I think we're back now. I think we're, we were, but we're back. Yeah, I want him taking yeah, 10 threes a game, minimum. Yeah, People just have to hit the refresh if I guess if it if it goes out. For, oh no, I'm out again. I mean, we're live right now, so I don't know what's up. Nope, it says says it's done. Yeah, it's done. Alrighty, so we'll just get right back into where we were with Michael Porter. We were talking about the efficiency numbers, and the numbers are great. Just compared them to Wilt Chamberlain, all that stuff. But here's what's crazy: if you look at actually the just the last 38 games, which again is the second half of it, they're actually even more absurd. <laughs> 57% from the field, 47% from three. And a majority of his attempts, you know, it, coming coming in this like back back half where he's really become a volume and shooter and more of a key guy, the higher efficiency for him this year. So I think there is hope that not only, you know, the playoffs are going to be tough, the style of play, the, the competition level, all that stuff is going to be more intense. But I think you could actually look at his rolling 10 game average and be like he's actually a better shooter now than he was back in january or december i feel like we were waiting for that percentage to come down like, and it went up <laughs> right we we're like no there's no way he's a 45 percent three-point shooter right. there's no way he's a 46 47 and he is like he just is man so i think he was 42 percent last year and he was 42 percent for like the first half of this year and yeah. i remember that might have even had a tweet i put out that i was like he is a 42% three-point shooter. We're through 150 shots. He's probably this. Right. And like, no, he, we were wrong. I, th I do think he might be a little bit better than 42%. Right. Imagine if he was getting even more open shots. Like, Well, that's the exciting thing yeah. about a Jamal Murray. And, and, and an exciting thing about building the Nuggets offense going forward is I, I feel like Denver can use the gravity he creates even better. Um, but so new to the system, mm -hmm. you know. Um, let's move on now to number two. Number two on my board. Can the Nuggets defend Dame and CJ? Can the Nuggets defend Dame and CJ? First of all, who draws these assignments? I was going to say, is this a yes or no answer? <laughs> no. Um, yeah, so I think, I look, Facund I imagine Facundo Campazzo starts and guards Damian Lillard. Yeah, he's going to be all up, in his, all up in his grill. And I think Austin Rivers probably still starts, right? Assuming nothing changes in terms of health and guys yeah. coming back. So he gets CJ. He's been okay. You know, not not shut down or anything, but he's been, a, I think, a quality defender. Um for stretches and he's he's played against some quality guards for a whole playoff series though i mean this is clearly advantage portland in this arena right yeah I, i'd say is it weird that i almost have more confidence on austin rivers on mccollum than than faku on dame like if you go back and watch Dame's shots from that april game when the nuggets won by one point 106 105 faku was on him for most of the game dame did not have a good shooting night i think it was like nine of 20 something oh yeah but he got to his spots, and I don't think Dame. You is, think he was off? I just think he had a bad shooting night, and he can have one or two or three of those, and that can swing the series. But I don't think Dame is going to be, you know, intimidated at all by Faku. I think he's going to be able to do what he wants. Um, Faku can frustrate him a little bit, but I think Dame just going to be confident and and getting to his spots and, and getting to where he wants against him. 
the biggest guy the Nuggets are missing is Dozier. Because because in that game, Dozier played like the entire fourth quarter it's and so guarded true. Dame. Um, so that's tough. But they, they've got good defenders. Faku, Austin Rivers, Shaq Harrison. Shaq Harrison. They've got defensive personnel. Yeah, yeah I mean, r- really last time uh, in, in the past when we would play Portland, it would always come down to whether or not Gary Harris was going to be out there. Like, he would be our He was great against defense. Dame, yeah. yeah, he would lock down Dame. Um, I don't know, man. Faku is annoying enough that I feel like he can actually make a difference on Dame. Like, whether or not he shuts him down, it seems unlikely, but... You know, can some combination of Monte, Shaq Harrison, Facundo Campazzo, like all sort of like come together and just make his life difficult enough that they remember and we all remember that they're the seventh or the sixth seed. They barely, you know, they they did not have an impressive year. They had injuries, but it's not like, you know, they were setting the world on fire. Like every year we talk about the Blazers or the Blazers are spoken about. It's like, is this going to be the time we finally break up CJ and Dame? Like they're not going anywhere. They can't get it done. Like, you know, I know that we're, we're going up against them. And so now it, it seems like they're, and they beat us last time. So it just feels like, Oh man, this is inconquerable. But I, I just, I don't know, man, like having Shaq Harrison, like an ultimate defensive specialist to go up against McCollum specifically. It, I, it, I just feel more comfortable than maybe I have in the past, like just er, even earlier in this year where we was like, man, who, who's our perimeter defender? Who you, are they? Do you think Aaron Gordon spends any time on the guards? I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. I think this is a, a, an interesting question. Dame is probably too squirrely quick. Yeah. And I wonder if CJ is too, but CJ to me is at times less a blow pass. You got a more no, tough shot. He's maker. a step back guy. And do you yeah. want to counter that with some size? And, and Gordon's a pretty athletic, bigger guy. So, I think we see that for stretches. I don't know if we see it maybe as like a primary assignment for a whole game. Yeah. Rivers on CJ makes sense to start. But if Malone's trying to give Portland a different look, I think we see Gordon on CJ at times. Yeah. And also maybe just end of game, like last sure. 10 seconds was going to be one possession. Like, can you throw size yeah. at him? Can you throw enough bodies? I mean, the one thing you take out Jamal Murray and Will Barton, two obviously great players, but they're more offensive players than defense, and you replace them with a little bit more defensive players. So I'm curious. It's funny that last night, or it's not really funny, but last night I think they put up 43 points in the first quarter. I would love to have been able to use that quarter as like sure. a little bit of a measuring stick, but I mean we just can't. Like there were too many. That game was too ridiculous to be able to uh, to really glean yeah. anything from. But. I mean, look, the Nuggets became a better defense when Jamal Murray got hurt, Will Barton went down, and Faku started playing more. Shaq Harrison got in this thing. Austin Rivers was signed. I don't think that's a coincidence. Like yeah. they're they're a better defensive team in their backcourt now than they were earlier this year. Guys, make sure to pick up some Mile High City Copper Lager from Breck Brew for this playoff run. We drink it a lot during games here at the DNVR bar. Easy to sip on. You can't miss it. It's got that Nuggets Skyline blue can. Got the Nuggets logo on it. The Mile High City Copper Lager from Breck Brew. Make sure to pick it up at your local liquor store. You can get it at Breck Brew as well. Also, pick up some Strava Craft Coffee. DNVR listeners, you guys can get 25% off your first order with the code DNVR25. If you've ordered Strava Craft Coffee before, use the code DNVR20 for 20% off your order. You can get a Strava Craft Coffee subscription. Get your coffee every two, three, four, six, or eight weeks. Go to StravaCraftCoffee.com. Use the code DNVR25 for 25% off your first order. Uh, My next question on here is what will Aaron Gordon bring to the table? We kind of touched on it here, maybe, but, you know, if we think back to 2018, 
we joke about it all the time. Rodney Hood went off twice in that series, and it sure really did. was the different. Like he, the role player, he, it was him mm-hmm. both times. Um, Carmelo is probably that guy now. Norman Powell is a little bit that guy, although Norman Powell's more of like an actual good, you know, star. But those are two assignments he can draw. Like, is it enough to just say, "Hey, take Norman Powell, Carmelo out of the series," and is that enough of a of an assignment for him to make him feel like he made an impact? Well, yeah, and so far as literally no one could do that to Rodney Hood. Like, literally. So It's so funny watching Rodney Hood these days. He sucks, man. How was that the he guy? He sucks then, too. Like, <laughs> well, yeah, he tore his Achilles, right? Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. Too hard. so I, I get your point. It's not like, you know, Gordon's value is maximized when he has a Doncic-esque assignment, and he yeah. doesn't have one in this series. But, but you know, Jokic versus Damon CJ, Jokic and Jamal versus Damon CJ, was kind of neck and neck for seven games. And I, yeah. I thought Portland's role players outplayed Denver's. I think, you know, Gordon really helps in this series, I think. And and can he just absolutely clown Carmelo Anthony on the offensive end? Can he just like... What would that look like? Yeah, just I wouldn't hold my slashing, breath. slashing, dunking. That would yeah. not be a seven-game series I would want to watch. <laughs> just, I just Gordon mean, and Melo. No, I'm just saying, but like that is the... Like what Carmelo Anthony's game is all about is he is gifted, transcendent, brilliant, offensively speaking, and then he's just an absolute liability on the defensive end. And like Aaron Gordon has scored in the past. I know we we still have not really seen it here, but like I just can't believe that uh he doesn't have the ability to to ramp it up when needed. Like I'm just really curious to see how your theory of him being Wilson Chandler, like just always playing at 80%, like that, which implies that there's another 20%. Like, are we going to see that extra 20% now that we get to the, there definitely is another, I mean, he does play a very smooth pace, which, and I think it's fine. Like it can be overstated. Not everybody can be Faku the like 100% motor or whatever. Not everyone should. It should be. You pick your spots a little bit. I just feel like he picks way too few of spots, but again, he's coming off regular injury, regular season, all those different things. But now it's a playoffs and Denver just needs so much from him um, that I do think defensively, especially he's just got to be, I saw somebody refer to him as a younger Paul Millsap. You know, Paul I think it was Terry Stotts. Was it Terry Stotts? Oh, yeah, so, it was yeah. Terry Stotts last night. Yeah, I said that. I got clowned, although maybe I don't want to uh, associate myself with Terry, Terry Stotts. Stotts. <laughs> Stotts and Eric. No, but um, yeah, a younger Paul Millsap. Well, Paul Millsap is a guy who's like not fast. Even he plays at a smooth pace or whatever, but he has another gear where he gets in and you're like, Millsap's everywhere right now. Gordon, yeah. we need to. That's the number one thing is I think you have to feel like defensively Gordon is everywhere right now. Yeah, he's got to be like an A-plus team defender for Denver in this series. Like picking up guys and help side when Dame or CJ beat Denver's guards. He's got to be there. I think that is the more important part of his defense than like one-on-one. Because do you remember when Carmelo was cooking the Nuggets um, and Michael Porter, I think it was in that April game, and he had like 20 points and he was hitting all those uh, mid-range jumpers and the step backs and the jab step pull-ups. If the Nuggets are going to get beat by that, I mean, like those shots that Melo was hitting, I don't think anybody can defend. Oh, yes, you can. <laughs> yes, you can. Dude, do you remember how good a defense uh, Denver played on Melo that game and he still went off? You got to make him uncomfortable. You got to take away the catch. You got to push him further out. I mean, that's a regular season game. But here's the thing. Like the Melo storyline is going to be is a big one. That it's going to be an emotional one. Like Melo's points, especially in Denver, count for a little bit more than, than extra. Like Gordon has to sort of absorb that that philosophy and be like, okay, there's something to this. I got to really, I got to make Melo an unplayable player in this series. It takes a little bit of the bite out, um, you know, of the series. So, um, and then offensively, 
the slashing, yes. I do think, look, I don't like him shooting threes, but he's going to have to shoot a few of them. Yep. Oh, yeah. And uh, if he can have a three for three night, Denver's probably winning that game. But I, sure. I also think you got to, Gordon is not Torrey Craig, right? It's not just stick him on the wing and pray he hits some open right. jump shots. Can he get involved as a screener, yeah. a cutter, you know, attacking the glass at times can get redundant with Porter out there, but he can't just be a, boy, I hope these jump shots go in because there's more to him than that player for, for everything we've still said about his lack of scoring prowess. And they don't have great wing defenders, you know, other than Covington, who will be dedicated, I'm sure, to Michael Porter. Or, yeah, okay. But, I, or will they try Norm Powell on Porter, which I thought they did in the first quarter okay. uh, of that game, but I don't know. It's, but Porter's going to go. I mean, he had three three-pointers in that one. I mean, sure. he'll go off. So I, I think eventually this ends with them putting their best defender on Michael yeah. Porter. But, you know, does that mean he can use his size and his strength on Norman Powell, grab a bunch of boards, get a bunch of second-chance points? I, I think that's going to be key for him. I think it's a big series for for Aaron Gordon. I think he's been good in Denver. And when, he, when Jamal Murray was healthy, it, he brought he was the the rug that tied the room together. But Murray's not here, which means he's got to be something that he's less comfortable being um, and less good at. But he's it's the playoffs. Somebody's got to elevate themselves, and yeah. I think he's the key. On that note, can a role player on the Nuggets roster swing a playoffs game or series a la Rodney Hood? Again, even that year, Rodney Hood wasn't great. He was okay. And who is that going to be? Man, I've been thinking about it since Eric said it last night. Um, Shaq Harrison. Mm. Talk about mm. not ha- – you know. How can you disrupt Damon CJ? At least in short stints, that is one of the most disruptive, you know, guard defenders I've seen. Yeah. So yeah, can he for a quarter or a game, right? Can he bother CJ and or Dame? Can he swing uh one of those dreadful third quarters where the magic's drying up? Can he poke a ball loose or two, swing some momentum? That doesn't seem too far fetched to me, especially in a series where you're asking, can anyone slow those two guys down? I'll be honest, I don't see it. I don't see the only way I could see it is like a great defensive, but he is such a liability on offense. Yeah. I mean, he had an air ball wide open three yesterday, I believe. Like, he's a really rough offensive player, and Denver's going to have so much defense on the court already that I, I he's the one guy that I, I just don't know. But he could easily be using a Tory Craig role where it's like CJ is giving his problems. He's put Shaq Harrison. But out. it's like having three Tory Craigs already and then throwing another Tory Craig in I mean, there. It's, it's true, like, but then you have MV, there's a, MVP yoke in the middle. I, you, you know, yeah, it's I, true. To me, the answer is uh, Austin Rivers. Mm, okay. Austin Rivers is a guy that has scored forty points in a playoff game. Austin Rivers he has, hasn't he? I, I don't know. I thought he had. <laughs> That's a lot. Forty points is an awful I thought, lot. I thought he had. Maybe I'm wrong. But All he's right. he's played in a lot of playoff games and he's scored at high clips at, at various points in his career. Like, <clears throat> do I expect him to? Not really. But I mean, he it's in him. We saw like he was very bad when he came. He only, he hadn't played in two months and then suddenly like he got his legs underneath him. He had two, three really good games in a row. He's just draining three pointers. Like he can absolutely get like Rodney hood hot and just, you know, like there's an Austin rivers quarter where all of a sudden he scored 13, 14 points. If you're an opposing team is Austin rivers, the most frustrating guy to, to really go at. I mean, he's like almost like Jordan Clarkson or any of these totally. guys where it's like, if yeah. he hits three threes in a row, you're like, exactly. We're getting Austin rivered. Exactly. Yeah. Eric, his Jordan playoff Clark. career high is only 25, but wow. his career high is 41 okay. against the Kings. So there we go. That's what you're thinking. Of. He has, he has, he has played well. All right, Harrison, who's your guy? <laughs> uh, Aaron Gordon, if that counts, I feel like Gordon's got the opportunity to have some like seven of 10 shooting nights, some 10 <laughs> of 12 shooting nights because Portland's defense is so bad yeah. where he's going to get a lot of buckets if he wants to just slashing to the rim for layups, for dunks. 
I just feel like if Denver runs its offense and keeps the motion up, keeps the movement up, he's just going to get a lot of easy buckets by just running and cutting and jumping and catching lobs. Like, I think he can have a bunch of really high efficiency games. What about Paul Millsap? Millsap was playing really well over the last couple of weeks. He's a veteran. This is, I don't think he's going to retire this offseason, but like he can see the number of days he has left as it's an impact close. player. And, he's, and, it, and honestly, it might be. I mean, who knows? If Denver moves on from him, does he want to go to another city, whatever? Like this is coming to a close a little bit for him. And, and I think he's looked great. This is a matchup he can make a huge impact. I think whatever staggered or bench minutes you can you can play is going to work. And then, you know, just defensively, is he going to make any mistakes? No. Can he right. be a guy that goes in there and makes? We just talked about Aaron Gordon. He needs to be in, in everywhere. Can Paul Millsap have two or three games in the series where he's everywhere defensively, and you're just like, man, when he came in, they shut nobody scored on on the Nuggets. It's for totally four minutes. possible, man. Paul Millsap sometimes comes in, you're like. Oh, right. Paul Millsap. Forgot about that guy. And, you know, he's been conserving energy, theoretically, or maybe he just that's what he has. But, you know, can he come in, especially in this first round, and make a little noise in first game, second game? Totally. And is there, if I were to tell you, just catch and shoot, not create, created three-point shots, but if I told you a role player caught and shot three for three threes in a quarter, in a clutch quarter. Sure. Oh, yeah. Austin absolutely. Rivers, Paul Millsap, um, Compazzo. You know, all those guys, you say, who's the most likely? Just catch and shoot. I think Paul Millsap's as likely as anybody to go three for three in a catch and uh, shoot Hey, man, just situation. last postseason, it was his third quarter after Morris got in his face and he right. swung a game and, and, in, and in many ways a series. So I've really liked Millsap off the bench. I know the bench has been in flux around him, and we've seen him have some bad stints under those circumstances, but I think he's been good in that role. I'm with you. I think who's the can, odd man out? He can be helpful here. Is it me? I think, I think it might be Shaq Harrison. No, I mean the, of the uh, front court. I think JaVale probably in this one. I mean, they've got Cantor who maybe like you feel like you need JaVale if Cantor really makes an impact or whatever. But I, I think that it clearly Malone's default will be the J Mike mm -hmm. and Millsap combo. Yes. He trusts that group. Especially yeah. because like they're you're not really worried about them scoring at the basket as much. Like you're worried about their guards just like picking you apart. From you got to rebound too. You got to rebound sure. too. For sure. Uh, he didn't rebound great last night, Miguel or Miguel uh, McGee, but I guess we can't really take anything from that game last well, night. I don't think so. Um, what about Monte Morris, dude? Could Monte Morris, Mister yes. Nugget, could he could he be the guy that Mister Yes, dude? Mister Yes, he, Eric, he's a question mark to me right now. So this is to both of you. I mean, do you feel like you know what you're getting from Monte? Yeah. I, yeah. I do. I, feel, I, feel I do. Like I do. He looks too. steady to me. He looks yeah. steady. If not, if not explosive or spectacular, steady. I only mean the injury to be clear. Not. Monte. I think no, Monte I will but either be injured and out, like he re-aggravates in and out, or unnoticeable. Mm. That's what I think. Yeah. I mean, he's got a whole week to get back into shape. He's already had a whole week. You know, remember he's been ramping up conditioning even before then. Then he played a couple games. Then he has a whole week. I just think the and he's not playing. He probably a twenty-six minute per game guy max. So. I don't. I think his conditioning and and feel all that stuff is going to be fine. Yeah, I he'll be fine, but I don't think he's gonna ha have a tilt a series tilting. Hit game your catch anything. and shoot threes, right? That's and didn't pick it, pick it, pick and roll pull ups. I think pick and roll yeah, pull ups will be too, huge. Yeah. He's the most likely guy to do that. So totally. I actually think there's a, a good chance for him to be the guy. Um, playoff Faku. We didn't mention Faku, but almost because he's oh like his God. own character, his own category. That's the answer. Well, we have our own. Graphic. This is one of the I know, ones the, that I don't know if you'll pull it up there. Can, can, oh, yeah, dude. Look at that graphic. <laughs> that is Faku. 
Um, this to me is one of the big, great storylines of this season is playoff Faku. I mean, the numbers are real with his time in Europe. Mm-hmm. I, I, somebody uh, from the front office sent me that comparing his regular season stats and his European career to his playoff stats, he's like 1.4. So like regular season one, 40% better. Okay. Wow. It's like listening to a uh, podcast at 1.4 speed. You just get so much more done. You get so much more done. That's all I <laughs> all do, by the activities. way. That's all I listen. I never listen to anybody on, on regular. It sounds like they're talking so slow. Um, <laughs> what, what did his three-point percentage look like? It was great. I can't remember, but it, I can't remember the numbers, but it was great across the career. So the, those numbers Because that's up. what it really probably comes down to. Like, yeah, If really he's hitting does. his open threes, because he's going to get them. He's going to be open a ton. Uh, so if he's hitting his threes, I mean... Yeah, he, he can be an absolute difference maker. Dude, there's just something in some people's brains that just flips on. It's the fight or flight thing. And yeah. he's, he's got it. Like he's five foot ten. He's been in fight mode Maybe. the whole time. He's never yeah. had the flight. But it's uh, always fight. No, I know, but there's like there's like fight mode and there's ultra fight mode. Yeah. It's like I'm not scared of you versus like like I'm locked in. Like I've become a predator. Right. And he's got he's got that. Like his when his back is against the wall, clearly. He's a foxhole I mean, guy. We've not the foxhole. Yeah. He's a foxhole yeah. guy. The foxhole. We've just I mean, we've, <laughs> I we we haven't seen it. Like uh, we've not seen him in, in that uh situation, but I can completely imagine it. Like you just I don't know. Like last night I was riding my scooter home, a guy almost hit me with his car, and then he started yelling at me, and I was like, a chill bro, until he started yelling at me, and then I was like, ah! I sort of screamed back at him. I'm like, that's Faku, dude. Wow. Like what it a, just I went right into my brainstem. It just like was outside of my personality. Did the box of meat fall off the did, scooter did or you did say it, uh... you're taller than me? I'll kill you. Yeah, yeah. But I mean there's just something about there are switches in people's brains. Yeah. And it, to me it sounds like Faku is, contains a switch that he maybe doesn't have access to but can be toggled. I, yeah, I'm wondering, I mean, all my friends down south in my DMs, they tell me if you think he's he's playing with a high gear now wait till the playoffs. I literally cannot fathom what it would look like for him to play harder, but I am curious to see. He's got to hit those open shots. What I'm looking for, guys, is the Dame factor. I mean, he's got to make Dame. I'm not going to say he's going to guard Damian Lillard, but can can you? Are there moments where, as opposed to Dame transcending to that elite one percent scorer's realm, is he maybe more like pissed off? About the ticky tacky totally. fouls that Faku's getting away with. Well, this isn't important. Yeah, head. but he, you're right about that. But here's the flip side of that: Damian Lillard's a superstar. Right. Damian Lillard is a mega superstar. Really, Faku is a no name. He's a weird name. So I do worry about the the, his. I feel like Faku has really figured out how not to foul. Remember early in the season, foul out. I was going to say that's been one of the big kind of areas of growth from him. He doesn't get into nearly as much foul trouble as he used to. But. The playoffs, you know, they're not going to be even, especially when you talk about star versus role player. And that's one of my big question marks is can he avoid foul trouble? Mm, that's and, a great point. And Damian Lillard is going – Damian Lillard has to know with as shorthanded as Denver is, Faku is a target to try to draw fouls. Yeah. So to me, that's a huge battleground. Um, the next one I've got, Carmelo Anthony go. versus the city of Denver. Backup, oh. backup notebook here? <laughs> yeah, I have more. <laughs> We're so rich, man. Two <laughs> yeah, sorry. This was a, this is a really big one, man. Carmelo Anthony versus the city of Denver. A weird relationship. A weird relationship Carmelo has. You don't even fully understand it. I, sure I mean, you, you feel you picked up on some of it, though. Like, it's not necessarily full-on hate, but it's also not, like, full-on acceptance either. This, this one, I feel like we're at the pre-battle, you know, like, yeah. where everything's like, oh, cordial, this or that. This series, by the time it's at the midpoint, I feel like there's going to be some real, Dude. real... It's going to be on edge. 
And Carmelo, I think, is going to be at the absolute heart of it. If you're looking for uh, a guy to fill the Rodney Hood role, if you're power ranking those guys on Portland, of course, like Melo's that guy. Yeah, of course, he's that classic guy coming off the bench. He's they're going to run their offense through him with that second unit. He's going to get his looks. He's going to get his shots. Um, so I agree. I think there's going to be a lot of hatred towards Melo this series. What do you think the reception? What do you think it'll be like Melo playing a playoff series in Denver? Well, it's tough because against the, Denver, it's tough because the. You know, Ballerino won't be totally full, but I mean, he's coming in. This isn't the first time he's come back. You know, he's got no, like a, he's gotten like scattered applause or whatever. But like, but not this time. There is a difference between like, but I'm right, saying, we're like, over it to like. Now I'm saying like, now it's going to be like, f you, mellow. Like I, right. he's the enemy. Like he's yeah. the straight up enemy this time. It's yeah. like, you know, once the series is over, you know, people will be able to transition back and look at the larger picture of who he is and blah 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 but like right now he's what's standing in between us and what we want yeah i see some folks in the comments saying mellow's washed i mean it's still at one point in the series if not more than once you will have those three to five minutes where mellow has a, a moment and he's not what, washed he's actually had a, a, a good year yeah like better than last year i think he can score um yeah. he can be a big one oh and ten in denver is there a psychological sort of like advantage you have or advantage you lose if that record goes down uh a little bit of a big brain take but maybe mellow forces the issue a little bit and for everything we just said about being worried about rodney hood there are there's a little bit of me that's like okay mellow shooting instead of dame okay not not a bad idea for a sign if our guy fruity nugs is is listening maybe try to get mellow's heads a little keep shooting mellow stay shooting mellow Yeah, there is something to that. I that will be interesting. I don't like think of Portland as like a particularly disciplined team either. So it seems like that could, you know, like there could be a little bit of like hero ball that uh, that happens. That would be amazing. <laughs> this is why the series is both great, but also like there's the like you're on a roller coaster going up the the climb right now. That's like the Playoffs, feeling baby. we all have is like there is some genuine. That's why we were talking about at the top. There's some genuine like I don't want Melo to win in Denver. I sure as shit don't want him to win a playoff series in Denver. You know what I mean? So there's a, there's this extra little bit of like uh, intensity to it, even though it's a relatively low stakes series. Yeah. There's gonna be feelings hurt. There's gonna be feelings hurt. I hope it's theirs. The only guy not, missing from this, the only guy missing from this series is Seth Curry. The only God, guy, dude, so sassy, so, so sassy. Um, dude, I'm fine with that. Next, next one on the You're list. Can the Nuggets get off to a good start? This sounds like a silly one, but it's not. The Nuggets started off against San Antonio down. Right. They got off to the, uh, Portland. I guess they got off to a decent start in that one. Um, you talk about uh, the Utah Jazz down 3-1. Clippers down 3-1. Lakers, they got down. So the MO for the Denver Nuggets is to get off to slow starts and then adjust and then really go to the foxhole and, and, and take over. So to me, a hot start is really important in this series. Yeah, I don't see one coming. Really? I, I think. It was just such a weird last week for Denver. I yeah, mean, there was. was an immediate sort of galvanized. The goal hasn't changed. But then by the last week, it was a little bit like, I sure would love for this regular season yeah. to be over. Uh, Portland just whooped up on them. Of course, we all know the context. But I don't know. Portland's been playing such great ball for a long time. I think they're going to enter this series kind of rolling where maybe Denver needs to be kind of the bear needs to be poked a little. Yeah. 
wouldn't it be nice though if a team had to adjust to the Nuggets instead of the Nuggets they adjusting do. to a team what, after they the do? Games? They well, do. Well, they do. Except for he's talking about in a series, like you know, Denver yeah. gets up two one, gets up three one, even, and they have to it, go to desperation. It, the whole thing, like they, they, to me again, like we're looking at this in a certain way, but Portland's like okay. We, we got these guys, but like, how are we going to deal with the color? Right. Like, how are we going to, we can't like Nurk thinks he can cover him, but at a certain point, like, I don't think Nurk thinks to, he can cover him. Starts to clown him. Like this is a good point. Sorry by Evan McKee there that the, with regards to what I just said, I think the week off here probably favors Denver in that regard. Then for maybe sure. cool off some of that momentum yeah, and reset definitely. the That's slate. Yeah, for sure. I, I can think, I think they can absolutely get to off to a hard start. Like I, you know, they come in, we've got this week, they 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 really start to talk about things. You know, I mean, when you're playing with Nikola Jokic as the center of your offensive attack, like you can really start to be clever about the sets right. you run. You can like really be, um, you know, not just going in and being like, all right, cool, we're just read and react, which there's a lot of that, but like you can also just like start to put them in weird positions. Like, I just feel like this, this entire series is gonna be about how they can respond to what we are putting out there. Right. I do think it's important though for Denver to get off to a hot start. I just their scoring is so tough. You think about coming back in both series. I mean, Jamal Murray was a big part of that, and it was him getting really, really hot. You know, Denver has a different mold now. To think about them like getting hot, I don't know if that's the sustainable mo. I think they're going to have to win some games on defense, some games on mm-hmm. three point shooting, some games on Jokic, mm-hmm. some games on Port. Like they're going to have to win in a lot of a variety of ways. And so I think the start of this series is going to be incredibly important. And I do think that you throw out almost everything, Denver's record, Portland's record, Portland's record to end the season. The slot, you throw all that stuff out because eight days off before they actually play their game. It's just going to be a whole new season. Everything's going to be new. Um, Next one we have here. This is a really interesting one. How will an increase in arena capacity affect the game? The crowds are back. We have been so long over an entire year with like no crowds or such limited crowds, but the Nuggets are going to be close to 50%. It's going to feel like 50%. I'm so curious how this will affect them. I think it's going to make a big difference in Denver. And then if you look at Portland, they were the last team to start letting in fans, I think. They only have 2,000 fans in there. Wow. That's going to feel like nothing. nothing. Yeah, that's going to feel like nothing. Um, so that's a huge advantage for them. 2,000 fans is like, so what What are their stadium hold? Probably 17, 18,000. Well, I think that's only 10%. So 10% of their, man, that's that's, that's crazy. 20, 000, yeah. If you think of like one row, skip 10 rows, one 2, row. 2,000 like, fans is like. going to feel like you have friends and family there. Yeah, like, well, that's what it's going to feel. We like. played this. Did you guys do this, Harrison, with Fairview, where you get you played at, they used to be Pepsi Center, but you get to play like the t- tournament games or whatever. Sure. And yeah, that's how it felt there. Like it, even then, it would probably be more than two thousand fans. But you get in there, and it was dead silent. Yeah, and like you can't like. <laughs> there's somebody like way up top that's like, gotcha. Yeah, like, you could hear them. Like, Eight thousand right. fans in Denver. That that's a legit number. That that's gonna feel like a, a regular arena. I also wonder if. 8,000 is enough that I wonder if KSC does the thing where it's like all employees can come for free. <laughs> you yeah. know, so it's really 10,000 because you have 2,000 workers that are yeah. that are there. I think it'll make a difference. I think it's been an under-discussed, you guys have mentioned a couple of times, but under-discussed storyline this season. And some of the teams that have looked good at home, well, wouldn't you know, let's put our detective hats on. They've had fans. And so I think Denver having a fan advantage, in addition to having home court advantage, that's that's a true home court advantage, I guess, is how I would frame it. Yeah. I think it's going to make a big difference. Michael Porter's the one I'm most interested in. And I don't even know if it's in a good way or a bad way. Like, even if you have a bunch of fans, are you all right, Kale? Yeah, yeah, we're good. Sorry. I was just 
Oh. <laughs> Thought the stream died again. Jesus, man. What are the you, hell? Are you okay, Kale? Right, okay. um, Get you some candy or something. But, you know, show. Michael Porter, I am curious to see if the adrenaline gets good. You know, sometimes. Kale a root beer. On me. <laughs> some guy, sometimes a guy will shoot a shot like way too, like they're just so jacked up and it hit the backboard all hard because they're so excited. Right. I wonder if he gets a little bit of that because his almost entire career hasn't had fans. I think yeah. he might be a guy that's a little little juiced up to begin. I, mean, I, I think they've played in front of so many different settings this season. Almost full crowds, no crowds, in between. I yeah. I, I think Porter's going to be fine. I don't think that's going to be a thing. Portland does have a great crowd, 2,000 fans. Bummer for them. Such a pity. Such a pity. <laughs> it's just, such a I pity. I mean, you know, it's, it sucks because we live in the same world, but they're bound by a different set of rules. As different. long as the two, two fans from Spanos tweet are <laughs> oh, they'll be there, but they'll be masked up. Unfortunately, we won't see their their, oh, their, their faces. Um, how should the Nuggets manage Will Barton's potential return? We saw a very um, ambiguous Instagram post today from from Thrill saying he knows something we don't. What? So he, he sleeps better at night. He probably knows a lot we don't know. Um, Just about the world. And probably. we can add PJ Composure to the list. I don't know, you know, if he's expected to be back or not, but. Brendan, you're in charge. You're Michael Malone. What's oh. the what's the uh, Will Barton is ready, but he didn't get to practice all week. But he's ready by game one. I mean, so you absolutely cannot start him. But the other thing that you can't do here, I think, if you're I suppose you can, but it's not in their mo. They are a loyalty team, a culture team, and they're paying their guys back with opportunity. Now Barton has missed out on a lot of. Yeah. The playoff. I mean, he was there for the first playoff run, but he wasn't himself. Misses the the other playoff run altogether. If he comes back, and Denver says, "Hey, man, we just kind of need you to sit this one out," I just don't. That's not in Denver's mo. You know, that doesn't seem fair to Barton. And it doesn't seem the way that they carry themselves, wh whether that's for better or worse. Yeah, I don't think he's going to be ready by game one or two. But later in the series, I think he could be emotional uh, boost. I think it could be an emotional boost on court. Um, I'm a little worried. You do get a couple of things with Will Barton. You get, you get shooting, which I think would be big for this Nuggets team, who's kind of void of that a little bit. I mean, mm -hmm. Will Barton's like a 38% three-point shooter. Um, I, I would be a little worried about like the other aspects of his offensive game after so much time off. But an emotional boost for sure. Absolutely. So um, I, I think he could come back. And uh, it, it's, it's going to be... A tough little uh, variable to handle. <laughs> That's an understatement. There, would you feel more comfortable with Will Barton returning with a series tied, maybe Nuggets down one to games to two, or up two games to one? The thing about playoff series is it's like always good to bring some unexpected fact factor into the, the game. That's yeah. true. Like we brought Gary Harris back. It completely changed. Totally, he yeah. didn't bring anything offensively, but it right. was like a different defensive look. Um, once people start to lock, you know, you start even to see PJ this Dozier last year, like a little one game as chaos agent. You just work. Yeah. Like once you start to be able to key in on understanding the weakness of the other team, you would, and you attack it, attack it, attack it. It's always good that if there's just some variability, like to yeah. just make, even if it's not, you know, like I, I mean, you think about Will Barton coming back from injury and it's a horrifying prospect. We've seen it before. It like takes him. And it, like it takes most people, it takes weeks and weeks for him to get ramped back up and to get where he needs to be offensively, to regain his rhythm. He, Thrill especially, like requires athleticism and rhythm in order to be his best self. Um, I don't think he's going to have the athleticism part. That's, that's what I'm saying. That, yeah. That's my point. Like So it's unlikely that we're going to get the best version of Thrill that we can. But, you know, like can he 
disrupt CJ McCollum? Can he, you know, can he just be sort of like another person that can sort of disrupt things defensively? Like potentially. And it could, again, it could just be an emotional thing. It just kind of changes the dynamic. I don't know what to expect from it. Like it, Frankly, it terrifies me, but it's, it's <laughs> it never a bad thing to have a wild card. It's just play. it's tough to have a lot of expectations. I'll me. tell you, I'll tell you what I was thinking. I would rather him return games three, four, or six on the road because he got booed in the arena last time they played Portland. Last time he came back from injury, like right before the playoffs, and if he came back and missed his first two or three shots, would the arena boo him? Maybe, and oh, I just uh, like probably I, it would it would piss me off as much as it would. Oh piss man, him off. guys, don't boo Will, please. Yeah, yeah, it's like other side difference. of this, not that there's necessarily animosity, but just hype. Portland, there's a bit, it's a reunion for Martin as well. Um, so does he? Like he knows those guys. He knows Dame. Um, does he play a little extra harder in Portland too? You know, does he? Does he force the issue? Maybe even. Here's the last one, and easily, I th- in my opinion, the most important one. Can Nikola Jokic rise to the occasion? Yes. Next. <laughs> I, I'm with Eric on this one. I kind of think that's the. Be- I mean, obviously, there's more to say. When but- I say rise to the case, here's the thing, though. No, because there's more to say. Here's the thing. LeBron James, 2018 uh, or whatever, right? Loses Kevin Love, loses yeah. Kyrie Irving, and it's yeah. like, well, it's all over. I don't even know if they'll make it to the finals or whatever. And it did. Just kept. It's like he went to a whole other level. And I think with Jokic, like, is he going to have a good series? Yes. Is he going to have a transcendent series? That's what rising to the occasion is. And look, he's the MVP. Take the kid gloves off. There's no more about, oh, can he average 28 and 10 and 8 and no one has ever done that? No, those are Jokic numbers. We need Hall of Fame MVP sure, Jokic lover. We, we I think winning for, time stuff. Winning time stuff. And with given how Portland is constructed defensively, not great. And given how much Denver needs, I think this is a series Jokic needs 33, 34 points a game. Yeah, I agree. But I think the answer is yes. I think he can. I, th- I thought we Yoke sort of scraped that that God floor stuff the first time he played Portland. And I know it's a different Portland, but it's different Jokic. It's MVP Jokic, who particularly has understood this lesson of, um, you know, especially like with these injuries. Hey, I might have to move a little faster at times. I might have to force the issue. I might have to force two or three shots up that I don't want to. But against Portland, I can, and those shots will go in. And I think Jokic knows that about himself now. I'm excited to see it. I hear Eric Cook on this one, though. I'll let, let you be the, the voice of reason to maybe stunt off of, of whatever it is Eric has to say. Oh, Harrison goes last. Uh, what can Nikoli Jokic do in this series? What? How can he rise to another level, and can he do it? Like... You can just look at this season as the microcosm, or the macrocosm of this <laughs> being the microcosm. Like we were like, does Nikola Jokic have another level to his game? We ask this every single year, and every single year, it's like, oh yes, my God! Like at a certain point, you're like, is him being just included as first team all? I don't think he. Ha- and the, I'll be honest, Utah first round last year, first four games, that was not the case. I know that was last the, year. Down the stretch, he did, but uh, but first four games, no, he can't do that this year. Uh, yeah, last year was very weird. It was in the bubble. They've been living in a weird hotel for a very long time. We know that Nikola Jokic is an emotional person. Um, he can be weighed down by things. I just think that like the last month, however, has just been he's hearing the things that we're hearing, whether or not he wants to. Like he he knows that. People are begrudgingly acknowledging him as the de facto MVP because other people got hurt. But, you know, there's an agenda out there. LeBron James put it out that Steph Curry's the MVP. Like, I kind of think Jokic just wants to be like, let's go. Ball game. Let's go. Like, like square up. Um, 
the second the season started, like it was just we just saw Jokic like a different. It was a different Jokic from game one. And I so to me, I'm like, why aren't we going to see that? In the playoffs, we're just going to see Jokic come out and just be a stone cold killer. He averaged twenty six in the regular season. What's he going to do in the playoffs? In this series, thirty plus every game, 30, 30 points every game. Okay, what yeah. do you think, Harrison? I I am in agreement with a lot of that. I don't think he's thinking about like the MVP stuff at all. Um, no, but, but just like doubting him. I don't think he's thinking about anybody doubting. Possibly, him. I, I, I don't. But I think he's going to have a huge series because this is a matchup he's just really comfortable with. He's played Portland so many times. He he knows how they defend. He knows Nurkic. He, he knows that personnel. I, I just think this is a matchup and a team and a defense that he's going to be really like relaxed against. And he's just going to go out there and play. Like uh, the Nuggets don't have any expectations. Um, internally, they do. Internally, Jokic thinks he can take this team far. Um, but I, I think Denver can lean into that, and he can lean into that. And just going against Nurkic, I, I think it's just going to be relaxing for him. He's just going to play his game, I think. Yeah. Here's the thing. He's the MVP. Yep. He's going to win it. There, You lose this series, no matter what, it's no. going to be an unfair narrative. Now, here's the thing about it. Unfair is also fair. When you're at this level, I mean, LeBron James dealt with this for years indeed, and years indeed. where it's like, you saw 2009 playoffs. He was incredible. They lost. Was it his fault? Yes, like it has to be because as great as you are, you have to find a way for your team to get above it. And all those criticisms are both unfair and fair at the same time. And I think the same thing is headed for Jokic. And look, I love the guy. I hate the things that get levied against him, especially like because he does prove it in the regular season. Oh, lo and behold, here are the Nuggets, the three seed. And people still like, well, this guy, I hate all that. But they will have a bullet in their chamber if the Nuggets don't get through this first round series, of which they are favored, by the way. The Nuggets are favored in the Mm -hmm. series to go. And to get through them, I honestly think it's going to take his best series we've ever seen. And I agree with think we're going to get it. And that's the exciting part about this entire series. I think he is ready. Yeah. Not only ready, I think he is eager to well, get that, in the ring. That's why I think you're right that it's fair. Those criticisms would be fair, as annoying as they are. I expect Jokic to get this done. Yeah. Portland or Dallas, he, sh- he still should. I expect him to. Yeah. And then go from there. Um, that was our 10 storylines. Oh, wow. <laughs> Should we keep going? Should we go to 11? Well, this team goes to 11. All right, at Green Mountain Dental, you guys schedule a cleaning, x-ray, and exam. Get a free Sonicare toothbrush from Green Mountain Dental Group today. They're located just 15 minutes from downtown Denver. A lot of us here at DNVR, we go there to get our teeth cleaned. Some of us have gotten cavities filled or wisdom teeth pulled. They're great people. They're great at what they do. They care about you as a customer. So use code, or not code, Schedule a cleaning extra and exam. Get a free Sonic Ear toothbrush from Green Mountain Dental Group today. Also on DraftKings, it's playoff time, big stakes, bigger promotions. It's time once again to hammer the over and score some cash. You guys know how this works by now. DraftKings Sportsbook, they're giving you the chance to lower the over-under on a featured playoff game. Everyone who places a bet on the featured game will have a hand in lowering the over-under. So what happens is the more people that bet on it, uh, the lower that over-under gets. It will go all the way down to one point, so it's just free money um, at that point. Make sure to download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code DNVR when you sign up to hammer the over for every 1,500 people that bet the over in the featured game. The line will decrease by one point, and there's going to be a lot more people than that. So get in on this. Uh, this is your chance to improve the odds of the overhitting. 
Uh, so tell everyone, get your friends in, get your family in, hammer the over and improve the odds on doubling your money. That's promo code DNVR for a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, Colorado-only restrictions apply. Max $25 wager, one per customer. This offer ends on May 23rd, 2021. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem call 1-800-522-4700. And also make sure to hit up the good folks over at Chevalier Mortgage if you need help on a mortgage. Maybe you're a first-time home buyer. They make the process super easy for you. Um, Michael and Chevalier, Michael and Virginia Chevalier, they're DNVR members, they're Colorado sports fans. They're great people. They've got tons and tons of experience in the mortgage business. So visit them at dnvrmortgage.com, enter to win a free DNVR shirt or hat of your choice when you do. Most importantly, get set up for a free consultation at dnvrmortgage.com. Michael Chevalier, NMLS number 1931006. Virginia Chevalier, NMLS number 1910631. Do we have a quick mailbag we can get to here, Kale? All right, let's get to two or three here. I love this question. What? Um, he's from, <laughs> he's a California bro. We I asked from what California. does he bring to the table? Yeah, he probably brings some like poke or something. Yeah, like, I was going to say, I, I can fill definitely some poke. I feel Either sushi. that or a fat sack of weed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a bomb ass burrito. <laughs> bomb ass burrito. Yeah, something like that. I love that question. Over under on Dame technicals after being guarded by Zero. He's getting zero. Dame doesn't get teed. No, Faku technicals too. Yo, but we're gonna get we're gonna get some fire quotes in the pressers. Oh, for sure, man. They are gonna stun. I mean, Argentina needs to be prepared. You are going to hate the Portland Trailblazers. Oh my god, you are gonna hate them, dude. Argentina. Argentina is going to hate all of Portland, Oregon. Start. I'm telling you, start stretching now. You know, get some Milanese. They're, they're not. They're not going to appreciate your boy. Get they're some not. all back in. Here. Like, like let's let's, let's really. You're gonna have to really calm yourselves because I'm telling you. <laughs> or just get ready for a fight. Yeah. yeah I'll let Eric read this last one. Uh, let's see here. How many dunks is Yoke going to have? I'd like him to posterize Nurk in a game seven in crunch time. That would be special. You know what? I'd like to see him do it in game four where they close him out. <laughs> <laughs> a nugget sweep is like. A Nuggets sweep would be too great. Uh, Especially a Jokic, like a 35. Nuggets have like 10 days off oh before the second God. round. It'd be so great. Like Nick Wright every day has to answer questions about it. Yoke, do this favor for us, man. Do this yeah. one favor Is it for too us. much to ask you for you to absolutely clown you to win the game? Quick little sham wow here. Um, NBA Rookie of the Month for the May. For May. Out East. Anyone want to guess? Uh, out uh, east has got to be. Uh, is that even a real conference? It's, uh, I don't it's, know. it's friend of the Nuggets, RJ Hampton. Oh, hell oh, yeah. I, I'm just going to root for RJ. Me too. Hell yeah. Me too. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Rookie of the month. I don't know. It makes me feel like we're going to have some regrets moving forward. No regrets. The Nuggets also built like the favor of one of the favorites. For a week there, they were the best team in team history. You're not wrong. You're not wrong, but that's not how regrets work. Uh, this is now right, true. <laughs> um, I, do I hear so? Is there like an Ethernet sound? Is there a problem? Or? Uh, might be. Oh, is God, there, no. what, is, what is that sound? Uh, please, no. Please, no. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, God. No. Come on. There it is. The pandemic's oh, my over. goodness. Are we, I guess. Uh, wow. Holy cow. Okay. <laughs> Welcome. Welcome in, everyone. Oh, <laughs> it's my time now. <laughs> I hate it. It's your time. <laughs> Guys. 
I spend a lot of my time online. I know that you do. I know you booze well. Harrison, I'm not sure about. But I'm offline a lot these days. I like to spend my time online, and I like to find some of the best things I can and bring them to you. Uh, a little right. segment we like to call Online with D-Line. Let's, uh, have, a look, sh- <laughs> Let's, have, a Let's look, have a look, shall we? Uh, so the first clip comes from Worldwide Wob. Uh, this was in a game last night um, against the Jazz versus our beloved Kings. Let's take a look, shall we? The biggest turnaround since... Paul on the road to Damascus. Showtime. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. It's so bad. Uh, The strange thing is, like, if you watch this several times, like, if you really do the Sapruder film uh, treatment on this and you just kind of look at the bench, like everyone's ready for it. And then they're like, oh, oh, oh God. you're on oh, no. Yeah, They start to cower. And we're down by 20. Oh, sad, sad time. <laughs> and to our season's honest, over. I don't even know what player that is. Yeah, <laughs> That's national oh. champion Kyle Guy. Yeah, oh. he's, he's just the guy. You know, Kyle, he's just a guy. guy. Right. Well, I think that that's now uh, that's now Kyle, Kyle Boy. Guy. It's incredible. Kyle He's Boy for that windmill dunk. First of all, you pull that off. Does anyone even clap? You're down 25. Oh, I know. Yeah, that's the like you get up. And He's trying to get himself towel. cut from the Sacramento. Oh, there you <laughs> go. think he did sabotage the 40 chest. Um, all right, so that's pretty good. So, what else uh, is going on online these days, guys? Uh, Kale, you want to bring up just the next one? Oh, uh, Kale's trying. That's what's going on online. Uh, yeah, we know you are. Technical buddy. difficulties. <laughs> <laughs> wow what is going on online these days <laughs> i know i think kale has his face up listen in listen kale. <laughs> Kale's online. what's the motto of this show kale we'll do it live we'll, we'll do, do it, it live. Live. there okay. we go <laughs> this meme was given to me uh it's a good one and i just feel like it's very perfect we have <laughs> lebron james as depicted by one kanye west to nicole Jokic is taylor swift I'm going to let you have this, Jokic. Yeah. But Steph Curry had the greatest MVP <laughs> season of all time. Ridiculous. LeBron James, what are you doing, man? Like, what? Like, you we, know what we, he's we doing. Exactly we what know he's exactly doing. Just, what he's doing. Can we, can we say it Did out you, loud? Yes, we can say it out loud. Also, Jared Dudley last night. No champion will have ever had to do what we are trying to do. If we do this, <laughs> it will be the greatest journey to a championship hall, any team has hall, ever taken hall of fame grifter jared oh, dudley geez, no. shout out jared dudley. oh my god yeah I, ha- I hate it but you have to respect it you have to respect <laughs> you don't actually. you have to respect jared dudley it, looks jared it. dudley looks like his name is jared dudley that's true i can't believe jared dudley is catching strays in the what the, 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 the all Le, lebron told him to say these things you Dude, guys he's just I collecting am, his check i'm having such a hard time respecting lebron james dude you have to move on this is what happens a lot you can you can hold the respect for the period in which time he I know. earned it i know he's no longer to get and you could put that part in respect Disgusting. or in its own box well that's one thing that's going on online what else is going on online these days guys <laughs> let's check a check uh so the utah jazz really feeling themselves they put out a they little are. tweet wow that um, is exactly like the seven they put the tweet out saying except for there's all of them team vibes the 15 colon immaculate Paired with this wow, photo. Wow, look at that yeah. photo. What the real, the real. Look at this. The fake. The redux. The real. The redux. <laughs> the fake. Imitation. The greatest the imitation, form of flattery. Man. Imitation. The greatest form of fat flattery. And being the victim of the first photo. Which was <laughs> like that's the worst. You know, I I thought about this. I was like, how mad should it be? Because also, again, tagged with this photo, they said that their vibes are mad. That was the part that really pissed me off. So here's the thing, guys. I, as much as I think it's lame of the Utah Jazz to try to co-op our brilliance, 
Yeah. It also solidifies ourselves as the oh, most boy. influential, unbelievable, un- a most influential <laughs> right. sports media site in the world. <laughs> right. First it was Dallas, <laughs> and now it's the Utah Jazz. I'm telling you, it's often imitated, never replicated. Unbelievable. This the playoffs is just going to be a vibe off. It is going to be a vibe. Well, I told you if we were, we were going to play vibes. the the Mavericks, it was going to be the Immaculate in first round. We don't have that now. It's just revenge time. Speaking of which. If we could key this up, I'm ready for a little bulletin board material. I don't Ooh. know if you are. Give me a second. I got to add influencer to my LinkedIn page. All right. Well, cool. Yeah. Well, let's look at first off. Just Poku? we've looked at this. We've just like looked the Poku at, photo. We've looked at this image of Poku before. Poku is the one that decided our matchup. <laughs> Poku nailed a, a three-point shot at the end he of the did. game. This is essentially our architect i'm telling like, you man everybody needs guy. to go back and watch the fourth quarter of that thunder clippers game it, it, it is, was it's honestly the most amazing thing i've ever seen that game should go in the hall of fame it like should, a very specific yeah. wing but, but how can you have somebody that does not have a wide neck have their yeah. neck be the same width as their head right <laughs> the neck is the same width as his head i've never seen that. this is the, you know that sh- the photo of lebron when it's like no players ever come back from 3-1 and he looks like a complete badass this yeah. is the like opposite of that it's like the same but the exact op- he does not look cool like at all. the greatest thing is i can't decide if he's making some kind of face is this poker i think that's his face is this the rpf is this the resting yeah. poku face dude yeah. i'm so in on poker we gotta get poku who, who so, yeah we gotta get him man. <laughs> <laughs> so all right so I just want to key up. So there's a lot, we have a lot of new people that have entered the NCU that are now part of our world. Oh, they weren't part of They're the not, NCU They two did years not ago, understand what the playoff series that we went through Portland with was last time. It was psychological warfare. <laughs> warfare on the court. <laughs> the two cities nearly came to blows. Uh, Portland played this very, uh, very obnoxious role of being like uh, in a position of morality and constantly having. Oh, the nug- that's the Portland the, MO. Are you kidding me? Constantly having the Nuggets go after their morality. Anyway, so I'm just gonna go through a few of the th- a few of the reminders of the last time. So th- this was one of the images. This, one, this came from this one came from our own beloved Brandon Spano. <laughs> Such a good tweet. It says, "Why does this feel like the ultimate representation of Portland Trailblazers fan?" This just came up on the uh, during the broadcast, and we all were like, you know. Yeah, there's just a there's a lot to take in here. The girl is wearing earplugs. It's too loud. Uh, the guy is wearing a little sticker that says, that has the uh, Portland mascot on it. It says it's my first game. Yeah. <laughs> and he's wearing a collared shirt that he put a Brandon uh, went a little hard on it, and he yes. put a little put a little uh, jersey over it. They're clutching each other to make sure that things don't get too sad. The only reason I like this one is because I just assumed it was in reaction to Jokic. Bo- Boxing out in this canter, which oh, became a whole can we bring fiasco back what? in the day. Speaking of which, what else is going on? Can you on take a freaking days, look guys? at this, please? So Inez can't look at this. Oh! oh, the first ever flop on a box out. Inez Cantor, we all know that his shoulder was hurt, and Nikola Jokic, being the uh, unscrupulous, dirty player that he is. Uh, boxed him out by hitting his shoulder, and Inez Cantor. This sends is to- maybe. Uh- uh, the best box out I've ever seen. This so, is the saddest thing I've ever seen take place. I can't of- remember who it was. I want to say Kevin Pelton, uh, but that's mostly because I don't want him to unfollow me. But I think I think someone put a compilation together of Jokic and Nurkic boxing out, and that's what it looks like every time. Yeah, of course it he is, just, because that's right. how you box that's out how in you the playoffs. Box out. Dude, he's pulling the chair. And then he tagged NBA official, and it's just like he tagged the NBA. loserest move of all time. It's indefensible. I and just the fact realized. that so many Portland oh. fans like we're like, yeah, we we want to talk to the principal. We want to speak to the can- manager. Inez Cantor became such 
a focal point in the series. There was this, and then the I don't even have it. The next tweet was him laying oh, on, on, the, on the on the medical from his phone that he clearly handed yeah. someone. He was like, lay on. whatever it freaking takes. He kept saying freaking. What a and phony. Then, and then he claimed that that the Denver crowd screamed out racist things at him because they no, said no, that was a Portland writer, and I think that one I mean, actually I think probably that really happened. happened. Yeah, <laughs> whatever. They used it as an indictment of the city of Denver. That it is somehow, true. It is true. That, uh, it, Portland became a mo- uh, beacon of morality, and they were preyed upon by the evil denizens of Denver because yeah. somebody said that he should go home. But oh wait, they forgot he can't because he's a political yeah, it, refugee. That was like. No, 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 no. I'm going to push. To say. It was. Of course it was. It's okay, not well, a representation of a city. Yeah. The state of Colorado went to the Supreme Court to fight the the uh, immigration ban. Like, we have a long history of welcoming immigrants. So to take this one thing out of context, or, or in, in the specific context, say was, oh, was I think you but can whatever. say that shit happens in every city. It does. No kidding. <laughs> yeah. What are we talking about, kids? That became this whole moral thing about Denver yes. being some cesspool and, and oh, Jokic, the, the center of it with his like and horrible. Then, then Portland's done nothing but burn their own city down since then oh let's right, go to uh, let's go down to the far. uh the the airport let's see uh war blazers gear to the denver airport oh you made it too small kid <laughs> i can't read uh can you put okay well, i said war blazers gear to the denver airport thinking people would give me uh shit one person was like weren't the blazers in the playoff no one else said anything. It's not because the Nuggets fans are nice. It's because there aren't a lot of Nuggets fans. People, mm. this became a meme as well. If you start uh, to see people, tweet if you start to see it. people referencing going to the airport, just the place I go when I want to talk <laughs> sports. We, we, all Panda of Nug- Express at the airport. All of Nuggets Nation Terminal C. started laughing. We had a great time with this talking about. Yeah, that's what we do. We just go to the airport. We hang out to talk about not talk about the Nuggets. Like, uh, granted, it's not a bunch of international travelers. It's all Nuggets fans that congregate at the airport to talk about uh, whether or not the Nuggets are a team worth uh, talking about for the playoffs. Yeah. So now you know, guys. Uh, there's a rich history, a lot of tweets, a lot of bad feelings. It's going to be flared up again. Argentina, we need you. Serbia, we know we have you. <laughs> but just get ready guys it's gonna get weird it's gonna get weird for sure is that it i think so that's it all righty that does it for today guys tomorrow george carl one o'clock he and i are gonna be breaking down this whole series i can't wait I can't Pro- wait for that probably try to get some clips for him a little homework for you if you're making a trip if you're headed to the airport you know what to do Rock, where are your nugget your stuff VR gear man what, what? <laughs> head yeah. to toe Okay. Uh, yeah, dude. Uh, sorry, sorry, sorry. I got, I got a new point. <laughs> Wear your Nuggets gear. Make sure you talk to Blazers fans about the Nuggets. If you see anyone wearing Blazers gear, make sure that they know that you're a Nuggets fan. <laughs> it's important. All right. Thanks, everybody. Hit the like button on your way out. We'll see you tomorrow. And before we get out of here, guys, MSU Denver Online, a great place for every type of student. If you're a first-time freshman going to school for the first time, maybe you just got a couple more credits to finish up. They've got great courses, tons of different classes to choose from. See their entire course list online at msudenver.edu backslash online. They've got awesome teachers who are obviously super knowledgeable, but a lot of them work in the field of the class that you're taking. So they're great networking options as well. MSU Denver Online, an awesome and affordable education for every type of student. Again, check out their entire course list at msudenver.edu backslash online.